1: Back aboard Costume Station Zero. I'm Bob Mitch, and we're here with the second half of my discussion with Miss Rachel Ashley Lovelace. We're going to be talking more about Rose Tyler, Doctor Who cosplay, and all kinds of other little fun knickknacks and mishaps. So stick around, and here we go.
0: You know, there. Luckily, like you said earlier, with the runs, uh, we do have some excellent people who, who, like I said, um, who own. A lot of Rose's um, wardrobe, or there are people out there who own a lot of Amy's wardrobe. I'm not too familiar with that community, but I do know that that's out there. Mm -hmm. And people are doing runs and trying to replicate shirts, like the Wichita Falls shirt that Rose wears in A Girl in the Fireplace. Right. Or the... Uh, Aliens of London shirt, which that's a recent one that's been on the uh, Doctor Who uh, Live Journal that they've done a run of. And although these shirts are excellent, you know, it's really up to the buyer if they want a replica Or they want the real thing because no matter what, we can get as close as we can to making it look like it. But there's always a few things that are different and that bugs people, you know. And some people don't feel like, you know, it's worth it unless you are 100% accurate. So it's really just to each and everyone's preference and, you know...
1: Well, I'm a big believer that unless you're wearing the original they wore on the show, you're never hundred percent accurate.
0: I fully and completely agree with you.
1: <laughs> so that's that that gets into, you know, a wild goose chase sometimes. I, I but I I totally understand it. I I do pursue this to the degree that I can and I do believe the devil's in the details sometimes. But <laughs> I, I think that you don't have to necessarily get every thread count right as long as you've hit the, the what I what I consider the main points, what what you consider the main points of the costume. Yes, you know, so that exactly. if you if you stand five feet away, people go, Oh, you know, third doctor. You know, they they get it. So Yes. Um, but um let's so long game. Uh, now what what are the components of that costume?
0: Well, the long game's kind of an interesting one. I, I'd have to say that I went into that, I really, really wanted to cosplay Rose, I wanted to get it done, and the closest that I could find was just really finding the top. Uh, we actually do not know, there's no uh, information anywhere as to what the pair of trousers that she wears in that episode are. We do not know the brand. It's one of the few things that, you know, interesting enough from just the long game, you know, I was I found that interesting, that. The long game of all things is the one where we don't know the trousers from. Uh, they're just a black pair of trousers. Uh, I did not know there were trousers at the time. I had only seen a couple of stills, and I thought that they were some type of a legging. They looked so tight on her legs, which was kind of unusual for Rose, being that she wears a lot of baggy jeans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went with a yoga pant, actually, I'm embarrassed <laughs> to say. That's um, very inaccurate. It was from Victoria's Secret. And I put on a pair of boots because I could not see her feet either very well. I put on a pair of kind of just deconstructed boots that I thought looked really cool with it. And got my long game hoodie on. Uh, and then the wig. I think if we're going to talk about Rose. Yeah. That wig is so important.
1: If you don't naturally have hair that can work, I agree.
0: That is so important. And ladies... Ladies, 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 listen up. The one thing I will be a stickler about is that if you're going to be Rose, you got to get those roots going. (laughs) Can't be Rose without roots. And all that you do is that you take a Sharpie marker and you color the wig. That's all you got to (laughs) do. Just keep doing it. If you think that you've been doing it for too long, you haven't done it long enough. Just keep going. And honestly, that's what made Rose. That costume was made two rows via Sharpie marker. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That was just something I I had to, I had to touch down on.
1: No, no, that's a good, it's a good trick to learn. Now I, this reminds me a bit of my, my Davison wig search because, uh, finding a good blonde wig I find is a bit of a trick because Mm -hmm. it's never the color you imagine it to be.
0: No, it isn't.
1: Um, and obviously you're probably not going to have locks of her real hair in front of you. Um, unless let, let's not go there if you do, but uh, <laughs> okay, and <either>. uh, <laughs> you okay. you Piper hair, really Piper hair. Um, but uh, you, you're trying to match obviously on your best reference material, but it needs to also look good for you, your skin tone, and be aware of how it's going to react under different light and, and flash photography so that it has the right read. So often, I see people go. Uh, with blonde wigs and not just rose, I mean other blonde characters, it's easy to go to platinum, it's easy to go to golden, and you know you need to just bear all that in mind. I find actually more muted darker blondes tend to tend to work very well, at least for me when I have to do that kind of thing. but you know, maybe there's a trick to the rose uh, wig I don't know about.
0: Um I would say that when it comes to rose. now her hair switches up quite drastically especially from when we go from season one to season two okay uh and and you know uh uh, louise page herself um says that rose starts out as a young girl um if you read if you go to making my tenant suit steve rick's blog and they have you know the whole interview with her um one of the questions
1: i'll post a link sorry
0: Yes. Um, one of the questions that uh, that they did ask was, you know, how did you choose Rose's clothes? Were the things that that Rose would choose herself? Like, how, how did you go about that? Like, and um, really just one of the big things that they wanted to do was that they wanted to show Rose as a young girl when she first travels with the doctor or with, with, with Eccleston and, you know, kind of just having like a mis- discombobulated wardrobe. And then, you know, she moves forward into tenants, um, time. Mm-hmm. She becomes sleeker, you know, her things become more streamlined, more sexy as I would like to put it. Her hair got shorter, you know, she went from this kind of this big poofy, foofy mess, you know, to, and don't get me wrong. I do love. I do love the old Rose hair, but you know, it <laughs> got very streamlined and sleek, and very you know, uh, not a bob or anything like that, but just you know, shoulder length, simple, you know, I do and you. yeah, just like her clothes did. So um, for the first season, Rose, if you're planning on or first series, Rose, if you're planning on doing um, one of those costumes, uh, my friend Lamberry Amanda Avery, she. uh she did an excellent, excellent, excellent rose wig. I think it's the best one out there in my opinion. And uh
1: I thought it she, was her real hair, actually.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a wig. And she got gets a lot of compliments on it, as she should, because that thing's amazing. And uh once more, tons of marker, tons <laughs> tons of marker, ladies. She she started out with that thing being a bleached blonde. Um that rose uh hairstyle that she does, um, it is a bleached blonde so you do need she and she is you know relatively fair so she got she was able to pull that off if you're somebody who has tanner skin i would recommend going with a little bit of a deeper blonde because the bright blonde may look too stark on your skin and that's always something the trick of having a wig is just finding something where the color just can match your roots can match you know just make it feel like it's thing on your head because with doctor who you don't want to look like you're wearing an anime wig on top of your head no it's a big noodle. So, you know, just depending on your like like you said, there's some tips and tricks. Your skin color, you know, and what series you're going to do. You know, what length looks good on you, you know, you could tweak it a little bit to be kind of the right rose for you or the right anything for you, you know?
1: Yeah, I I generally recommend to people uh to find a wig shop nearby, take in your reference photos and say, "Hey, I'm looking for something like this" and get help and if you need to get a little styled, um, great. If you can style it yourself, great. Now for those who don't have a good wig shop nearby, cause I, I recognize some people don't have, you know, the resources that, uh, you know, certainly we do here in California. Um, what, uh, do you have any good online recommendations for, for finding wigs?
0: Yes. Um, I know of a few, um, my, when I've gone in search of Dr. Who wigs, at least when it comes to that, um, the Doctor Who community, once more on Life Journal, has just done so many breakdowns and so many people have explained, you know, exactly what type of wig they got, where they got it from. Um, unfortunately, many of the wigs that used to be sold on, um, I believe, Cosplay.com's site, they used to sell a lot of um, wigs on there, right. uh, are no longer available. Oh, okay. uh, do, I don't think their contracts are the same with the same companies. But um, if you look, and you look for the wig name, the wig number, the maker, and you look that up on the internet, you're guaranteed to find someone still selling it. Oh, yes. So, honestly, the dispatchers are not the same as in the day when I got them from um, Cosplay.com, for instance. But definitely there are people who still um, send them out. My Astrid wig was uh, something I found from an old lady's... uh, catalog for huh. wigs. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, uh I, the name escapes me right now, but uh it Paula Young. There we go. Paula Young is the company, and they actually make a lot of nice natural looking wigs. They're expensive, but they're very nice if you need like a realistic short for instance curly style.
1: No, that makes sense actually with that hairstyle. I was I, I was going to add to that that the thing I also find with wigs uh is when in doubt, at least find something with a, a dull matte finish. Don't get a shiny wig. That always gives oh. away its a wig. Unless it's part of the character. Uh, yeah, always find something that's dull. So then, you know, I've got some wigs, um, usually obviously in the the darker end of the spectrum, like my own hair, that many people mistake for my own hair because, you know, it suits my skin tone and because it's got that dull, real hair kind of look, even though they are synthetic, yes. um, they, they work.
0: Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you ever feel like... You know, people always say that, you know, when you get a wig, when you buy a wig, that it's never what you need it to be when you pull out of the box, which is right. So don't get discouraged if you pull out your wig and it's not what you need it to be. You got to fluff it up a little bit. You got to play with it. You know, it's not going to be exactly what you need, probably, even on the day that you wear it. But if you do your best to kind of maintain it and get it to life, you know, you want it to look like, it has body, it has movement. You don't want the wig to be flat and lifeless, because then everyone will really know that it's a wig. Right, so, right. Really important. <laughs> yep, silly cosplay things.
1: <laughs> now, are there any other uh, tips or accessories one should be aware of when, when attempting Rose, whether it be the long game or one of the other popular variants?
0: Um, well, you know, there's a couple of outfits that I know that everyone would like to own one of them uh, is her is her uh, diesel shirt it's a very rare one it's something that i've been looking for myself it's almost like a patchwork shirt it's from the the episode with cassandra where she kisses the 10th doctor oh new earth yes new earth oh the new earth shirt from diesel
1: the action figure shirt
0: yes the answer the action figure shirt exactly it's a
1: the more common action figure shirt, anyway. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. Not the uh, the Diesel uh, Ninth Doctor Forever Yours hoodie, not right. the pink one. Right. But the uh, but yes, the um, New Earth shirt, very very rare and very 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 nice. Uh, last time that I heard of it selling for, it sold for I think four hundred or five hundred dollars.
1: Yikes! What do you know? What it's sold for new?
0: Oh, nothing like that. Probably about eighty bucks. Diesel's a relatively expensive company, but nothing like that.
1: Sure, sure. Now, no. uh, do you now with something like that because of the rarity? Like you know, I I've been following obviously the 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 uh, tenant blog about the ties and how some are a little more common, some are super mm-hmm. rare, and you know there are certain other uh, you know doctory items that okay, that's a little hard to find now, but at least it comes up, and that's like impossible and so forth. But I remember reading. Um, to, to jump onto that, that there were certain items that there would only be like three, uh, or like how Donna had a coat that was only available in one shop, uh, and it was really high end and they had like five of them or something, and I'm wondering, did that did that play into this, where they're just, it just wasn't widely distributed, do you know, or what?
0: Um, well, the thing, well, like I said with the interview with Louise, uh, the one thing that she did say was that her and Billy went into some shops that were just along basically like some of the main streets of England. Top Shop, a very popular um, young girls brand, like, you know, uh, Top Shop, Diesel. Um, these are things that we can find online. You can find them in Europe and sometimes you can find them in America. There's a Top Shop store in America. There are Diesel stores in America. They weren't hard to find necessarily and none of it was very designer top quality only a few things made kind of like a uh, amy's coat in vincent and the doctor uh that's a very rare coat it's made by a designer and it's very very nice wow and so that blue coat that she wears with that uh that red scarf is very hard to find very few people have it but um rose's uh Rose outfits for the most part no that's the funny thing a lot of them they were regularly just regularly distributed clothes that you could find in stores, mm-hmm. and they just eventually you know went out of style oh, yeah. probably not all of them were even bought out, and you know they 're probably sitting sitting in a warehouse somewhere for all that we know
1: yeah no it's it's very possible. I always assume that once it 's gone it 's gone, but you 're right. Uh, I forget that there's always some unsold stock that has to go somewhere. Um, wow, can you imagine in twenty years' time you know how the vintage uh, customers are always looking for you know old 50s or 40s suits they find some dead stock shirts and stuff that all of a sudden there's going to be some rose cosplayers or, or even uh, Eleventh doctor cosplayers finding you know dead stock paul smith shirts dead stock diesel hoodies you know
0: that's <laughs> almost exactly what happened to um to kevin when he uh when we did astrid and the doctor together because the doctor was a tuxedo right. in that, that episode it's a very nice paul smith tuxedo which is expensive paul smith is high-end designer uh-huh. and um He found that just looking on eBay one day for dirt cheap.
1: Now, was it was it used or was it dead stock? Uh,
0: You know, I it might have been. I think it might just have been dead stock. I don't think it was used. It there's no you know there's no signs of use on it. It was just an unusual. uh, It was an unusual size because you know generally uh, the mediums and larges are usually sold out when it comes to, to tuxedos. But this was a smaller size. It was just stock that was just left, I believe. And, you know, he got it for extremely cheap, whether it was used or not, you know, it was extremely unusually cheap for a Paul Smith tuxedo. And, and sometimes that happens.
1: And Kevin's very lucky in that he can fit the smaller sizes. And you're right. It is much easier to find the, uh, the used and dead stock smaller sizes. Cause you're right. They don't move as much as mediums, large as an XL. So, oh no. yeah. Um,
0: pop up if you keep your eyes peeled on ebay you literally have to live on ebay though
1: yeah you got to be a consummate ebay shopper i i I do understand that that's part and parcel i I, i'm a believer in at least trying to combine methods and it all depends of course going back to what's your time frame what's your budget and Mm -hmm. you know can you can you make it work and uh you know, sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. But um, yeah, the so so with Rose, I know that um, another trick I saw someone do at Comic Con uh, it's uh, they put in false teeth.
0: Oh yes, um, Amanda Cohen. Yes, yeah, she's a friend of mine. is oh, um, that she... Amanda
1: Cohen? Okay, yeah, great. It's Amanda yeah, Amanda
0: Cohen. Yeah, she uh, she y- you know her very well. She uh,
1: I didn't she... then I do now. Yes,
0: <laughs> she made her own teeth. It was brilliant. She did a cast of, uh, or she 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 knows how to work with dental wear and all orthodontics and stuff like that so she made the teeth to be what she thought would work and i'm sure she did a few test runs and they came to be rose teeth and you know she popped those suckers in there and she looked a whole ton like rose with those in her mouth and with the wig and she did 50s rose which is another i would have to say probably one of the most popular rose costumes to do because the dress is something that you have to make yourself
1: Right. So you don't have the accuracy police on you for not buying the right thing. You can, have, you can it, have fun making it. And to be honest, what I like about that costume is it's more of a costume.
0: It is. It's very, it, you know that that comes from somewhere when you see that. You know, you know, it's either Grease or Doctor Who. You <laughs> know, take your pick. Right, right. But, mm-hmm. but um, the, the jacket itself that she wears in the 50s Rose costume is Top Shop. And um, the dress is, you know, make yourself. And the, the shoes, which I found so interesting, are by a company called Agent Provocateur, which is a lingerie company, believe it or not. <laughs> it is a skinky lingerie company that um, sells shoes for very, very, very overpriced prices. Make beautiful stuff very overpriced. Uh huh. So, um, funny enough, you know, they really pull from all different types of stores, you know, so left field, Agent Provocateur. I was like, huh, really? Okay.
1: So um, now getting a little bit more back to the philosophy of, of Rose, we, we talk about how, you know, Tennant is kind of, you know, not as in vogue as Smith. Uh, I still see a lot of interest in Rose, um, the, cost, the cosplayers and in the costume items. Um, but definitely Amy has taken over as sort yes. of the next Rose. Now, uh, but why do you think that if you go to a Doctor Who convention nowadays or even Comic-Con, you might see a little love for a classic companion. Typically, if you're going to see companions done, it's Rose or Amy. And even Donna and Martha um, and any other... Even River, who also gets a decent amount, but there's something about Rose and Amy that always seems to lead the pack in terms of that's the most you're usually going to see of a girl doing. And I'm wondering, you know, what, what are your thoughts on why that is?
0: I would have to say that, you know... Now, I will not take any claim to being the greatest old Who fan, Doctor Who fan, new Who fan that's ever lived. But from what I do know, and what I know about people who cosplay, and what I know about Doctor Who, is that girls love them some handsome doctors. They really, (laughs) really do. Uh And the two favorites tend to be, surprise, 10 and 11.
1: (laughs) Uh, No love for McGann.
0: No, no, unfortunately. Well, you know, I'm not speaking from, like, you know, a pedestal and that I know everyone's thoughts. But from what I see online and from what I usually hear from people, there's a lot of love for 10 and 11 because they're very handsome. Ah, and they're young. Yes, and they're young. Exactly. Nothing wrong with McGann. There's nothing wrong with him. But, um, but, you know, I myself, surprise, I'm a 10th Doctor fan. Uh Uh-huh. But she didn't know that one.
1: Oh, I could have guessed, but that's all right.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, but um, you know, uh, Rose was definitely seen. We had Ro- we had Rose, Martha, and Donna as the pretty much main three companions that were in tens. We're not gonna, we're not sorry, nine. We're gonna leave you out for a little bit, but <laughs> you know,
1: he's not handsome enough.
0: Yeah not my cup of tea necessarily, but, you know, I got love for him. There's nothing wrong with that. He
1: does have his fans. I shouldn't have said that.
0: (laughs) It's totally fine. But, um, you know, Rose, Donna, Martha. Look at the, you know, look at the way that the story followed out. Rose had the longest amount of time with the doctor. Sure. She was, you know, there were, there was a heavy, 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 you know, uh, kind of understanding that, there was something going on between them. I mean, you know, the doctor is always kind of supposed to be somewhat of a romantic figure, you know. He kind of has that, his own natu- natural, um, you know, sexiness and the appeal because he's this time traveler. He's this guy who can do whatever he wants, you know, he's very mysterious. But... <laughs>
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, as an old school fan to hear the words sexy and Doctor Who in the same sentence is very, very strange
0: I know, but we're speaking we're speaking about 10 and 11, right? We're, we're I, no,
1: no, I, look no, continue, it's just, you know I just, I always still have a moment going wait, what? Oh, oh okay, you know
0: Yeah, no, I know what you mean Like like I said, that's why I, I tried to stress in the beginning, 10 and 11 yes, That's I... why I put Shackleston out of there too, so mm-hmm. <laughs> Go on Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, so um. anyways, so 10-11, you know, the sexy, mysterious young boys, you know, you don't know where they're off to, or what they're doing, you know, and Rose being kind of just this figure that was able to pull this person in who was doing whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. He was this guy that, you know, everyone found attractive. But Rose was the one person who you know, was able to reel him in. He had real feelings for her. He was devoted to her. And even throughout the whole series, all that, you you know, the joke that's made is, Rose, my Rose, where's Rose? You know, (laughs) that's kind of the joke that's made between 10 and Rose, even when he had Martha, even when he had Donna. And girls, I believe, who like to cosplay Rose, some of them, You know, because they love Ten so much or they want to be seen as that sexual idol, you know, that Rose kind of is. She's kind of the new hip, sexy counterpart to the new hip, sexy doctor. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to be that. Martha is also very attractive and very sexy and cute and nothing wrong with her. But she was the one who got rejected by the doctor. Right. And I see that you know, as a very big point in the fact that there's not a lot of girls who want to be Martha because they don't want to be the rejected companion. They want to have that romantic aspect, whether they're taking pictures, walking around with their boyfriend at the convention as Doctor Who, you know, whatever. And unfortunately, Donna just has a bad rep in general because, you know, a lot of people don't find her very attractive. They think she's the frumpy one out of all of them. And she's not. She is, you know, she's a very... beautiful woman i think and you know she stands for something different than all the other companions don't and she is more of like kind of like a friend to the tenth doctor than she is a romantic interest although she does have a kiss you know right but um she's still once more not seen as the doctor's love interest and amy is not the doctor's love interest herself necessarily but she does have that kind of affair with him. There is a romantic, very romantic attachment. And for all that we know, that's all that we've seen so far in Eleven. You know, we're getting a new companion soon, very, very soon. And there could be, you know, something even deeper with that. And, you know, even River has her own fans because I believe, once more, you know, there's that tension between her and the Doctor. and right. People like that. They really, really like that, and they want to be that sexy new character. So that's kind of what I think is kind of going on.
1: Sure, and uh, you would say that uh, beyond being the, the the sexy counterpart, you know, the, the person of the Doctor's affections, uh, that Rose and Amy are up there, but wouldn't you also say that, well, A, they're fairly long-serving, both of them. They pretty much outstrip the, the serving time of the other New Who companions so far, uh, and you add to that that they're young, which you know skews to the the fan base right now for the most part, at least the new incoming fan base. Yes, and and, uh, and also, uh, what, what was it you you'd said before about Rose representing more of a of a woman and, oh, and yes. Amy um... a girl.
0: Definitely, um, you know, well, I mean, and as we see with Amy, you know, Amy starts out as a little girl, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we see her and yes, she is an adult, but she's a young adult, you know, she's not, you know, and and Rose is young as well. But Billy Piper was already a little bit older when she was playing Rose. She was definitely not Rose's age, which was supposed to be what, like 17, Uh, 19, 19. Okay, 19 years old. She was she was young, you know, Billy Piper was not 19 years old when she was playing Rose Tyler. And it showed. You know, <laughs> Billy Piper is a very curvy woman. And, you know, I thought she looked great. I thought that was great, you know, to have a real feminine figure, you know, be playing someone instead of, you know, what we get today, which is typically a very, you know, thin uh, cookie cutter shape, sure. you know, it was great. So a lot of the girls who, loved Rose or interested in Rose are already themselves women. They're not younger girls. A lot of the people coming into new, new who, which is like Matt Smith era are younger girls. You know, they're people who are younger because it's starting to get popular. It's starting to reach out to the teenagers going down and down and down the ladder to the younger people. Right. And you know, they see Amy and the young girls are like, I can do that. I can dress up as that. And some of her costumes are easy enough, like her red sweater. You can buy that. At American Apparel, you know, oh yeah, yeah. so easily accessible. She's got Converse, bam, you got an Amy costume. Mm -hmm. And so, a lot of people like, I can do that. Whereas, I think many of the people who have been fans of Doctor Who for a while and have that love of 10 and all those other elements, you know, those women who are curvier can do Rose very easily,
1: yeah. No, I, I totally see that. That's a very valid argument. It, it's just one of those things that you just go, wow. I mean, when I've been to Gallifrey, I think it was uh, 2011 or 2010. Uh, no, it had to have been 2011. Uh, we we all commented that, you know, definitely the Amy's, you know, won the uh, Most Common Costume Award. I mean, man, you, yes. you throw a pebble, you'd hit 20 of them. It was just like, oh, my gosh. It was a sea of redheads. <laughs>
0: There was a lot. I was shocked at the amount. I was, I was really looking forward to it. I was like, yeah, there's gonna be so many roses. There's gonna be like so many like things that I've never gotten to like see in person. Like I was looking forward to seeing, I don't know, like the New Earth shirt or the Oasis jacket, the, the forbidden Oasis jacket that no one ever finds. The purple Oasis jacket. I was like, I'm gonna get to touch that. But you know what? It's like, three other roses, which is how I actually met Amanda Avery, um, Lambert, and I was like, oh my gosh, another rose? There were so few! It was shocking!
1: Yeah, and that's, that is, uh, just timing, I guess. Uh, you know, you're right, it's, the, they're around, but they weren't around like they were in 2007, 2008, 2009. Those, those were the years definitely to be Rose. I'm not sure if the Rose thing was quite as, as, uh, prevalent as the Amy's I've seen. But they were definitely up there, I mean, comparatively for that time. But also the whole cosplay thing for Doctor Who was still kind of on the rise. So, yes. you know, numbers were still uh, being added as you speak. But, um, yeah, no, uh, I, I think you you make a very good point. And, uh, you know, hey, it's, it's great to just see more, you know, A, girls getting into Doctor Who, something that was a rarity when I first got into it in the 80s and 90s. <laughs> And How lucky uh, for you. Yeah, I know. I was born at the wrong time. But, uh, you know, and, and that they're getting into cosplay, you know, and they, they've they had a an outlet to jump in and, and be, you know, participatory.
0: The fun thing about Doctor Who is that, you know, yeah, you may have to wear a really hot coat or, yeah, you might have to spend a whole bunch of money on a stupid shirt that should have cost you 40 bucks, but the great thing about Doctor Who cosplay is that it's so casual that you really can wear it in your everyday wardrobe most of the time. And, you know, it's really fun, I, I feel, being someone who cosplays anime, which can be really uncomfortable, walking around in super high heels all day and, you know, a big goofy wig, you know? Right. It's big difference, a lot more comfortable, a lot more fun, because you can run around and pretend to be flying around in a TARDIS, which is what I do, and no one should judge me for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i mean uh i i do know that i've got a few doctor items i do wear as, as everyday items um, not too too much i, I don't want to totally overuse them but i know like my watch is my eccleston watch i like it so much i just wear it every day and i've got a couple of jackets i'll, I'll occasionally throw on during the winter <laughs> i'll throw on my tenant coat by steve ricks which is uh, beautiful and wonderful and you know protects me the from best the best thing ever yeah it's <laughs> the best thing ever if only i didn't live in california i'd wear it more often And, uh, yeah, I know, but in terms of the companions, I thought, you know, wow. I mean, not only does this work as a costume, but yeah, if it's your style, I mean, all these things, of course, were meant as everyday items, so it must be a great way to maybe not throw it on all the time. Again, don't want to risk, you know, damaging it or spilling oil on it or something, but um, that must be nice to have as a, as as an added bonus, because on the flip of that, um, part of the thing for me is that, I mean, I, I know certain main looks for, for Rose and, and Amy, But um, I know there have been times people will do this without a doctor around, without a crew around, and even I might miss or just take an extra minute to go, wait, 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 ah, Rose. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because it is so casual, as you say, it's not always such a costumed look.
0: It isn't. And that has to
1: work against you sometimes. I mean, depending on the variant you're doing, there must be certain variants that aren't as popular because of this very reason.
0: Yes. Um... You know, not about Rose, but I remember at uh, WonderCon, uh, I was walking around, and I got my badge, and I was dressed up as Astrid. And someone was, they're snapping their fingers at me. They're like, oh, oh. And I was looking at them. I was like, oh, my gosh, someone's going to recognize me. I was getting excited. I was like, someone's going to recognize me as Astrid? I was like, I never imagined this happening. And he's like, oh, oh, Lucy, I'm home. (laughs) (laughs) And I, my heart, like, just just take it out of my body and throw it on the ground and step all over it. I felt so bad. I was like, he just said it was I Love Lucy. <laughs> uh, just, it hurt so bad. That actually happened a, happened a couple of times. Actually, at WonderCon, I was also walking around and uh, this guy came up and he was like, oh, oh, and I was with a bunch of Doctor Who people and he's like, you're, you're you're the 11th Doctor and he was pointing to my friend Ewan and then right, he right. was like, Oh, oh, and, and you're rose. He was pointing my friend Amanda, who was, they were dressed up as, you know. I
1: you, remember, yeah.
0: Yeah, right? And he, and he points to me, he's like, and, and you're, you're Agent Scully.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Because I, my face, people think for some reason, the two things I get, which is actually the biggest thing I always get confused for, is Katy Perry. No matter what costume I'm wearing, people think I'm Katy Perry. <laughs> They're like, are you Katy Perry? I'm like, do I look like I'm doing Katy Perry? <laughs> <laughs> so katie perry and scully is something that i've gotten confused for when i was dressed as astrid which to this day i still don't really understand why but sure you know that happens and uh but with rose clothes i'm sure that happens more often than not people think that you're like buffy the vampire slayer or something like that
1: uh, i never thought of that but yeah that's a good point um i, I guess this is a, a case of um you know, maybe casting working against you again. You know, uh, you have a, you have a look that I can I can kind of see the Scully thing, but I certainly couldn't uh, see it in that costume. No. Uh, you know, I missed the episode of the X Files when she's in a maid outfit, but uh, you think that would be one of the most popular ones, right? <laughs> but...
0: I think that um, it, she never wore one. I think he literally was just looking at my face and saying I look like Scully, and ignoring the fact that I had blonde curly short hair and a maid dress on.
1: I'm pretty yeah. sure there isn't either. I'm just joking. I, I I that but that's what I'm saying is like, you yeah. know, you think you'd clock and go, "Okay, this is what I'm reaching for," but even a, a, you know, someone who's just kind of using their observational skills could stop and go, "Okay, but wait. There's no way this maid costume fits with that. She's got to be something else." And if you can't get it, I always believe, "Hey man, just ask." You know. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it's instead of just just going in there and assuming, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ding him for it. I just thought it was funny that
1: on the, you know. f- on the flip side, you know, especially for the I Love Lucy guy, you probably made his con, you know, whether you intended Maybe. to or not, you know. I mean, yeah. I I, uh, I mean, I, I told you that uh, uh, as Hartnell, I was uh, called Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> yeah. But that good. guy was really, really kind of kicking over the fact that he saw Ben Franklin at Comic-Con. And I'm like, all right, even though I'm looking at my costume going like, well, I guess it had to be the wig, but uh,
0: all right. <laughs> ben Franklin,
1: and scott <laughs> joked that uh, i'd be called jeeves as uh, john steed and ah. uh and it, it it did happen but it didn't happen directly to me it happened in passing where guys like oh hey lone ranger and xena i don't want a jeeves and yes. you know and i'm like great and of course you know terry wasn't around as M appeal to help but you know it's like yeah but it wasn't to my face so i thought all right I'll, I'll, that's a half point you know
0: yeah. No, at least he didn't, you know, just come up to you and it's always the worst when someone runs up to you and they point at you and they're like, "Hey, you're doing this." And you're just like, y- "Yeah. No. No, I'm not. Where did you get that from?" You know?
1: Yeah. 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 That's that's why I always ask, you know, what what's the funniest or or common misidentification? I think that I love Lucy takes the cake. That's that's great. Uh, again, this comes back to knowing your venue. I mean, if you're doing uh if you're doing a I don't know, a non-Who costume at Gallifrey, unless it's still very science fiction or British you know, uh, media-related, mm-hmm. um, I think that y- you might fall on deaf ears there, you know?
0: Of course. And I thought, you know, walking around as Astrid, that uh, people just would think I'm a maid or, you know, I'm part of the group or whatever. But I got some interesting spot outs. You know, people were trying to figure out who I was and what I was there for. And there were actually a couple of people who did recognize me as Astrid. And I was very, very grateful for that. And I was like, you know what? That's good enough for me.
1: <laughs> yep. Nope. Same. I, uh, you know, when I do Captain Marvel, I'm sometimes uh, mistaken for the flash and,
0: uh, <laughs> and there,
1: well, of course. And uh, there's some, uh, but there was one time at big wow I did in May. And sure enough, there were like one or two kids who not only said, Hey Shazam, cause some people would know Shazam. Uh, but they actually, said, hey, Captain Marvel, and I'm like, okay, that made my con. Two kids under the age of ten knew I was Captain Marvel. I thought, excellent, hey. you know, he's not completely forgotten. Uh, but that does become a problem when you know a lot of my favorite characters to want to do or or I have done tend to be old school, and you know, sure, for guys my age, you know, we all get a kick out of it, but you know, the the kids uh, or certainly anyone new to these franchises. They, they usually miss the boat, or, you know, they don't quite get it, and uh, you're like, uh, and it's, it's a little disheartening at times. It depends on exactly what you're doing, and again, knowing your venue, but uh, I, I, I've learned the hard way, the, the, the learning curve on that, um, to help with that, but, uh, you know, it, it, but you know what? Every time I go, well, okay, I'm not as popular as, like, a, a Superman, you know, that everybody knows, mm-hmm. but uh i'm flying those colors as scott says I'm, I'm representing the the character that i feel needs to be out there because you know they should be because they're awesome
0: that's right no totally agree that's how i feel about astrid it's like you know what love that christmas special i'm gonna be <laughs> out darn it no one's gonna tell me otherwise i don't care if you think i am I love lucy <laughs> girl that. give the, me your worst
1: the, the space titanic episode uh.
0: <laughs> hey it was absolutely adorable i'm a romantic at heart so can't I touch
1: see. that no no, no. It's, it's it's cool it's just you know it's it's it was a doctor who doing poseidon adventure and i thought all right all right
0: <laughs> it was goofy but you know i also love me some kylie minogue so sure, i grew sure. up on that or as i used to say kylie minogue until my british friend corrected me uh, so don't do that either guys it's minogue
1: I completely understand that. Um, Now, how important do you say when doing, you know, a companion uh, such as Rose or Astrid that you should mm, at least try to have a doctor nearby or just fly Mm -hmm. it solo?
0: You know, uh, I did not know I was going to have a doctor with me. I ended up, you know, falling into good graces and meeting Kevin on DeviantArt. (laughs) Uh And, um, you know, came friends and then uh, more than that afterwards. But, like... You know, uh, it helps. It helps a lot. I have to say I'm pretty darn spoiled because I've only pretty much traveled with the best. Sorry, other 10s out there. He's my boyfriend, so I gotta vouch for him. But, you know, he's the best 10 that I've ever seen. And, you know, it really helps. I'd definitely say for characters like Astrid that you do need kind of like a doctor at your side. I also am going to be doing Lady Christina. And um, I found her jacket, and I'm getting some of the original pieces together from the outfit. It's going to be completed by the time Gallifrey hits, and I can tell you right now that that is not a costume that anybody would even recognize. Maybe a little bit, they might think I'm a spy sure. or Catwoman mm-hmm. if Kevin or a doctor was not standing right next to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even then, I think people are going to struggle. So.
1: Yeah, it's a problem with the uh, the companions that were essentially one-offs or maybe, what, two episodes? Like, I mean, um, I don't think I've ever seen anyone do it, but, like, if someone attempted Adam, you know, from... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Unless you have yeah. the thing on your forehead. I mean, talk about tough casting and tough costume.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, no, all all good points, you know. Unless that one-off was so memorable and it's such a, a costume, like, you know, Jackson Lake is basically a surrogate doctor, in a way, mm-hmm. but he has, yeah. even yeah. if he wasn't posited as another doctor, that costume does stand out, so if yes. anyone were to do it, and, you know, that's always been on my perennial back burner, but, yeah, no, it, it's got such a look that you, you can't miss it, so you're like, oh, hey, yeah, next doctor, Yes, so, mm.
0: of course, and even Astrid, like, you know, to people who have seen the Christmas special, they know who that is, you know, I mean, it's, it, there's not too many things to pick from, you know, but you get into, like, Lady Christina, you know, and those kinds of characters who I'm sure a lot of you right now are going, huh? Who's Lady Christina? <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I did that too. But, you know, it, it there's a couple where it's just like, oh, they went to the desert? There was a flying bus? Oh, yeah, that episode. The cat burglar. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you don't know them by name. You don't really know them even by outfit. You only really know them when you look at the episode and kind of like having the doctor there, you know, in the scene, to recognize what was going on because some of these characters are just so small. They have such small parts, you know?
1: Totally. Totally. And and to be honest, uh, if you, if you go far enough back into who, if you find a a companion that hasn't been shown as much, maybe her episodes are missing. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe she was killed in the same serial, like Sarah kingdom. Um, (laughs) It's,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And and I think it's great to champion uh, th- those lesser known characters. But um, again, like uh, when we chose Dodo, we chose her because, yeah, okay. <sighs> Well, yeah, I mean, not a lot of her episodes exist, but, you know, she does have that great swinging look in Toy. She making. does.
0: She looks great. It looks great in costume, like mm-hmm. you said.
1: Yep. So it was partly, hey, I, we like that outfit. And, you know, I, I like Dodo. I know some people aren't so hot on Dodo. I'm like, hey, you know, I don't, I'm not a Dodo hater, you know, and there's nothing. And a lot of that was behind the scenes. It wasn't really the fault of the actress by any means. But. uh All right, You
0: make cutest Dodo. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Exactly.
1: Exactly, <laughs> but it's the same kind of thing. Or you know, my friend Julie did a you know uh, Aztec Barbara. You know, again, mm-hmm. a, a, something that might not stand out to anyone who doesn't know the Hartnell era, but a, fantastic to see for those who do. That must have you know really made someone's day.
0: Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, any other final thoughts on Rose?
0: Well, you know, um, in general, like when it comes to costuming, I think and and Rose's costumes or anyone's costumes, you know. You may not be able to find all the pieces. You may not be able to afford all the pieces. But coming from someone who really appreciates like a good rose cosplay, you know, do your makeup, you know, do the chav look. You know, <laughs> gotta gotta do the, as, as my friend Amanda and I always say, we you know, you always gotta load on the the uh, the mascara till it like clumps, you know? You gotta make those roots stick out on your hair. You have to have that kind of corally pink, like really 90s, 2000s lipstick, you know, on. And just, you know, do your makeup, do the wig, and like make your clothes. If you really wanna do something, just try it, you know? Try it out, who cares what other people think, mm-hmm. you know? You want to do Rose or you want to do Amy or you want to do, you know, any companion and you can't find all the original pieces and someone's telling you otherwise just fooey with them. Have fun with it. You know, Doctor Who is a fun series. It's not about being the king and queen of cosplay and I think that more than anything that's where people really forget, you know, that this is supposed to be about having fun. It's supposed to be about having a good time, goofing around with your friends, you know, getting some pictures taken. You know, if your goal is to be accurate and your goal is to be the best or your goal is to, you know, you know, to be the best rose or the the most accurate rose, then fine. Go ahead and do that. That's fine as well. But for everyone out there, just learn to have fun. And if you got to, like, make a few pieces yourself just so that you can pass, go ahead. It's for a convention. Everyone's gonna, you know, be more more than happy to see another rose on the floor, I think, than to be like, oh, she's not wearing the right piece from said episode 26. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's uh, my ideology.
1: No, it's true. I, I always say that um, for, for me, and it seems for a lot of people, uh, the desire to dress up um, should be coming from a, a love of the character and very likely a love of the the show or movie or comic or whatever that that character is coming from and if that's the case or maybe it's an original character you just want to show off your wares then you know the, the just show the love man you know don't don't there's no reason to poison the well with any bad vibes that's the way i see it um, not at all so um what would you say is your number one tip to cosplay beginners
0: um, my number one tip would be to just, um, well, what's gotten me by, and I know what's gotten, you know, what's made my costumes probably come together the most is just, you know, you don't have to get every detail down necessarily to a T, but it helps if you if you have that ability, if you have a photographic memory, or you have a very, you know, natural ambition to kind of be a perfectionist about it. The, the more that you study the costume, and you get down every aspect of it, whether you have the pieces or not, you know, that goes for Doctor Who, that goes for Superman, that goes for Batman, that goes for anime, that goes for anything, you know, know your costume, know your character, you know, find ways around things if you can't, you know, approach it from the regular way of going about it like buying something off eBay or getting the exact piece you know smooth out all the kinks until you have something that is streamlined that is something that's going to look good in pictures you know that you know your wig is neat your makeup's good you know you have eyelashes contacts you know whatever you need i'm speaking from a girl's perspective mm-hmm. you know um or if you don't know what a shoe looks like, you know, buy something that you think would look great with it. You know, be artistic. Take artistic liberties to it. It's your costume, you know. But what you want to do is that you want to make it smooth and you want to make it look nice. And I think if you try to do that, you're going to go far with no matter what you do.
1: Good advice. Um, now, would you say that the that also ties into what you would think is the most important lesson you've learned so far doing this hobby?
0: Yeah, I would say that that alongside with the fact that you should never let what other people think or what other people say factor into your costume, because we go out there to have fun. And I know I've said this a thousand times, but it really is, I think, something important. The more and more, the deeper and deeper you kind of get into any, like you said, any circle, any community of people who are trying to be experts at something you know, is to try and stick around the people who are going to want to have fun with you and going to, you know, want to, you know, make it about being a good time in your costumes, not about being the best necessarily. I think that that's more than anything a really good lesson because there's going to be people that you run into who are really good at working on their costumes like you, Bob, and Kevin, and Terry, and the other people, Vicky and Scott, you know, that are just all really nice people who work really hard and do really amazing things, but are able to have fun with it too. And just, you know, realize that at the end of the day, it's just a, co- it's a costume. It's just a convention and there's always going to be more of them. And you always have, you know, more time to do better on it the next run around. You know what I mean?
1: Oh yeah, completely. Absolutely. hundred percent agreed. Uh, now what costume projects are you working on right now?
0: Well, um, like I said, I'm trying to put together a couple of Doctor Who, um, pieces. I'm trying to get Rose's Tooth and Claw outfit, um, all assembled. I have the dungarees. I've got the boots are going to be on their way soon. And I've just got to find that elusive crown shirt, which is driving me crazy. And, um, I'm going to be doing Lady Christina for, uh, the Doctor Who convention that's coming up, Gallifrey. So, rather than that, and then I've also got something else that I'm working on, uh, I can't give all the details away, but I'm going to do something from Batman. Cool. And very cool. I'm very looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> is this is this a hero or villain from Batman?
0: <laughs> uh, a little bit of both, I oh. suppose.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's
0: not the Batman. If any of you have seen my Facebook, I posted a bunch of pictures of me dressed up as Batman. So it's not that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to throw that one out there. I dressed up as Batman. It was fun.
1: Okay, all right. Well, um, I think this wraps it up. Do you have any final thoughts?
0: Um, just, you know, good luck to you. S- keep your eyes peeled on eBay, and, you know, you might just find the rose item, doctor item of your dreams. You know, just keep hunting.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Keep the eyes peeled. Um, I will be uh, posting links, of course, to these uh, rose breakdowns for anyone to check out. And uh, you can check out more of Rachel on Arts under LoveLove. love, love lace and uh, her facebook page facebook.com slash i love love lace and i'll post those links as well so thank you again for joining me
0: thank you so much for having me bob
1: all right and we'll be back next week with some more costume shop talk on costume station zero